Hey, if you need a dose of inspiration from true stories of women across Africa and the world, then you've come to the right place. Welcome to the table. I am your host, Sarah Oseki, and this is the She Table Talk podcast. On every episode, we have deep conversations with our guests from all across the globe, debunking meat and changing the society's narrative. Thank you for joining me on the show today. Hello and thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Sarah Oseki of the She Table Talk podcast. And uh, since the beginning of season three of the podcast, we've brought you stories from all across Africa, from here in Nigeria, from Kenya, from Somalia. And on the show today, my guest is Amarachi Igwe Kalu here in Nigeria. She is the founder of Thriving Home Initiative and Thriving Moms Home. But today we are focusing on Thriving Up Initiative. It's an establishment that has been saving newborn lives since the year 2014, ensuring newborn survivor, healthy growth and development of infants, especially in undeserved communities, through healthcare interventions and training of expectant mothers. All right, today's episode is quite long, so I wouldn't want to waste your time. I'd like us to go right in to go meet our guest for today, Amarachi Igwe Kalu. Hello, Amarachi. Hi. Welcome to the table, and uh, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here and doing this. Okay, so... Tell us what we should know about Amarachi Igwe. Okay, so Amarachi Igwe is a social impact enthusiast and infant health, well-being, and development advocate. Amarachi Igwe is the founder of Thriving Initiative, an organization that provides solutions to infant health and well-being issues around infant health and well-being. Amarachi also believes that every baby deserves a chance to survive and mm. thrive and fulfill his or her God-given potential. Yeah, so that's Amarachi in a tiny nutshell. Okay, <laughs> okay. Okay, so tell us what we should know about the Thriving Up Initiative. Okay, so Thriving Up Initiative is an NGO. It's a non-governmental organization that focuses on providing a holistic approach to ensuring the health, well-being, and development of newborns in Nigeria. So basically all our efforts, um, all our activities are surrounded, you know, are basically around saving newborn lives and ending preventable newborn death in Nigeria. So how's it been like for you so far and the initiative? It's been interesting, it's been amazing. Um, it's been um, most of all fulfilling. You know where you identify a problem and start to profess solutions to that problem and you can see the impact that is making, you can see the difference, you know, that's happening from when you started to where you are mm. and, you know, especially in the lives of your beneficiaries, mm. you can see the difference that you're, you know, the difference you're making in their lives and the impact that your activities are having in their lives. So basically, mm. I mean, Thriving Up has been, uh, fulfillment, a major source of fulfillment for me, which is very important because um, one of my major values is impact. I want to make sure that I'm making impact and mm. impacting lives and has given me an opportunity to really do that and to impact the lives of the less privileged and people yeah. who, you know, can't really pay you back. You yeah, know? yeah, I know. 
there's just that fulfillment that comes with doing those things. Yeah, it's been very rewarding and fulfilling for me. You said it's an uh, NGO organization, an NGO initiative, sorry. Yeah. So how do you yeah. get funds? Also, <laughs> um, sometimes we get from, okay, there's def several different ways. Most times you know that organizations, like the major organizations have grants opportunities, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Which, where they have been available to, you know, NGOs that are working in various sectors. So, mm -hmm. um, gotten funding, those kind of fundings before, mm -hmm. um, working with um, different corporate organizations who have funded our projects. We also have funding from well-meaning Nigerians mm -hmm. <laughs> who can see, you know, who want to make and they're looking mm. for that channel to express it. So they see you doing it, like, I want to be part of it. I want yeah. to support what you're doing, you mm. understand? And most of them have given significant amounts, right? Like projects we had in December was funded by someone, a lady, and it was a very significant amount that she gave to, you know, the project. So we've, mm. we've been blessed to have such well-meaning individuals support our work. Uh, also, as um, as uh, as the team, we raise funds among ourselves most times. You know that mm. <laughs> NGO work is not. Um, there are times when you just have to fund it. Like I um, know that's where passion comes in too. Mm. Yeah, when you're very passionate about it and you're not letting the lack of funds limit you, so you're also investing personal funding. So we've also funded our projects personally. Yeah, basically personal funding uh funding from corporate organizations funding yeah. from individuals okay for the initiative is there a part of nigeria you focus on when it comes to newborn based so from statistics right from research and uh information that is available to us right mm. nigeria has the third highest infant mortality rate in the world mm. yeah? yeah and if you look at it um these these deaths uh, the highest numbers are in the north, mm. right? So it's when you come to the north, that's that's where you have the highest number of newborns dying yeah. at birth, dying within the first month of life. You understand? Mm. That's where you have the highest number of uneducated mothers who don't mm. know have mm. as much information as they should have. So working with statistics, most of our activities are based on the, the, the places where there, there's more. They are, more, they are the higher number of deaths. Yeah. So it's basically in the north. Yeah, so in the north. Even though uh, you, there, um, this, this country, every part of the country, you find women who need more information. Yes. You know, you find communities who still need more access to healthcare. Yes. Yeah, so we, 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 we also look at, we are also looking at reaching out, reaching out to those places, but we are focusing more on where the, the, the solutions are needed the most, more, yeah. which is in the North. Okay. Just before Although we go- we've had, we've had projects in Lagos too. Yeah. Okay. So. It's just as much as we can, yeah, as many places that need. So just before we go forward, I would like you to tell us why newborns, any personal experience you've had, why did you choose this part? Yeah, so of course it's a personal experience. <laughs> I feel like most times uh, we find ourselves on paths, you know, because of what we've experienced yeah, okay. or, you know, challenges that we've overcome. 
calm and yeah. then you just become passionate about it and you just again and you realize wow there's a gap here mm. you know, that needs to be filled so for me it was it was a personal experience it was me being out um very young when I got married I was young okay. you know and then I took him and I realized oops I don't know anything about pregnancy. I don't mm. know anything about new childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. You know, so mm. um, I think it hits me when I was about, you know, my eight months of pregnancy. I was like, I'm going to have a baby. I don't know anything about, you know, caring mm. for a newborn. You know, and nobody was saying anything about it in, you know, in the hospital. They were mm. all focused on pregnancy. Everybody yes. was talking about pregnancy. You know, having safe delivery so what happens when i have the baby what you know what do i do Mm. how do i care for this baby you understand what next so i started to read uh, read everything i could find google research you know i started to see well you know there's a whole lot that goes into you know newborn care that nobody is talking about nobody Mm. is talking about from the mom who is also you know, stepping into a new phase of her life yeah. to having to breed this new new human that is, you know, totally dependent on you. You know, mm. there was a whole lot. So I just, you know, read and with all of that information, you know, I, I started to share it to, to other, um, other, most of my friends who were pregnant, who okay. were going to have babies. You know, mm. I started to talk about it. I started to tell, I felt like more people need to know these things, right? You need to know, you know, what you can do to promote your baby's health and well-being. Mm. You know, especially when I now had the baby and I was doing those things and seeing the result. You know, before I knew it, people would now be calling me, asking me, oh, my baby is tuning. What should I do? Like, I'm oh. not a doctor, but, you know, because <laughs> I, started to, <laughs> mm. I started to read so much. And so many people were now asking me questions like I was a doctor and all that mm-hmm. so yeah so that was where the whole initial I, I you know so I wanted to now you know I, st- I started thinking of me yeah, I think um, it was mostly better from my knowledge about breastfeeding okay. so I just kind of had this very rare understanding of breastfeeding like I just knew what breastfeeding was about you mm-hmm. know I did the exclusive breastfeeding I started talking about it so I was like I need I want to go and teach more women I want to organize a seminar to teach more women about breast feeding you okay. know and other ways to care for their babies yeah mm. so that was how it was bettered and you know I called it um thriving of initiative I wrote to a hospital I said we are an NGO this is what we do you know I said it like we've been doing it all this while yeah, <laughs> yeah, yes. you know so mm. and I wrote to them yeah so it, my letter was approved for me enough and that was how it started. I went to the hospital during the antenatal care and I taught the mothers about breastfeeding and that's how we took off. So since then, through research, you know, and reading more, we've, we've delved into other areas now of breastfeeding, you know, so um, um, other areas of newborn care, other areas of, you know, strengthening health and well-being. So that's how we started. Mm-hmm. that's how thriving up started so from research we've now delved into and that's the thing well once you have an idea or something you develop it by researching yes. and reading more you now you mm-hmm. get more exposed to other ways that you can solve the problem so it was through those research that we now you know incorporated so many other things into mm-hmm. what we do okay that's a really nice one <laughs> it first started like a brain child. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and today it's meeting exactly. the needs of new uh, new moms, especially those who really do not know what to yeah. do. And that would also go a long way in reducing the rate of depression in new mothers. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because sometimes when you're empowered with information, most times, yes, it's always a lack of information. Mm. Uh, you're not exposed. You don't even know. Even the issue of depression, just knowing that there are other people who have it, not yes. just you. Mm. It's also empowering to, okay, I'm okay, nothing is strange, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not strange, it's normal. It kind of reduces the anxiety, yes. right? Yes. So it's, all, it's all about information, mm -hmm. access to information, empowering these mothers with information. So yeah, it goes a long way. Yeah, yeah. That's a really good one. So uh, I'd like you to tell us about the initiative and your work, the impact you've made so far. Okay, so... I, I mean, you know, just uh, two days ago, we just uh, released a documentary on how far we've come. And, you know, just watching that documentary, I was like, wow, like, mm. you know, when you just start the, that something joy. and mm. you now start, did you understand? And you now start putting to paper, actually, you realize that, wow, <laughs> who is this? <laughs> who is doing this? <laughs> so, actually... <laughs> So we've actually done a lot. I mean, mm -hmm. um, what we do is around two major thematic areas. So the first one is strengthening healthcare in underserved communities, you know, so making mm -hmm. sure that these mothers have access to healthcare, mm -hmm. you know, that they need. Uh, uh, the second one is delivery and you've come back home. So we empower yes. you now with the information, the skills, and the resources that you need to now promote your baby's health and well-being, mm. right? So our, all our activities are under these two thematic areas. So we've built healthcare centers in underserved communities, you know, mm. communities that had no access to healthcare whatsoever. Mm. So mm. you see uh, mothers, you know, going through complications in labor because they are traveling from one village to the other, Yes. Right, leading to complicated health issues, and then eventually the baby doesn't make it out alive mm -hmm. you know, due to all of that stress. So we've been able to solve that problem in at least two communities where yes. we built them brand new healthcare centers, oh. you know, provided mm -hmm. um, the facilities in them. So what we do is that when we build, we hand over to the federal, to the government, the local government, who okay. now you know provide facility with staff, you know, medical mm -hmm. personnel. And then we know that they, they are on standby in those communities and those mm. women no longer have to travel those, you know, that long distance and they can have, you know, deliver their babies. They now have um, health workers, skilled health workers who are available to them in the time when they're in labor and during birth. So, so we've built two healthcare centers and so far mm. they've recorded, okay, the first one which we did in 2014 has okay. recorded over 1,000 safe deliveries, mm. right? So mm. almost 1,000 women have delivered their babies safely mm. in that healthcare center, right? Yeah, mm. and um, it has also given 100% access to antenatal care. So oh. you see that before the healthcare center was built, nobody was checking them out. Nobody was, you know, mm. making sure that the pregnancy is going well. You understand? They just yes. uh, they are just pregnant until the day of delivery. Nobody mm. really checks to see if they are. Yes. So with the presence of the healthcare center now, they have access to that antenatal, and they now have antenatal days where they go. 
you know, take their yeah. prenatal vitamins and they're sure mm. that at least the pregnancy is going well. Mm. Also, immunization to um, prior to when we built the healthcare center, once okay. they have their baby, they are going back home. And sometimes these babies don't have access to immunization. They are not mm. immunized, right? But with the health center there, as you're having your baby, they're giving you the next date when you should come back and oh. have your baby, you know, immunized. Yeah, yes. So this is, these are some of the impacts that building this center has had in the two communities where we've, where we've built, you know, healthcare. The second one was done just two years ago, 2019. Mm. And it has also recorded about 100 safe deliveries now. Mm. That was done in partnership with the U.S. Embassy. Uh, okay. The first one, I don't know if I mentioned, was done with in partnership with a construction company okay. to, who sponsored, they took absolute sponsorship of the project and built it. The mm. second one was in partnership with the U.S. Embassy and both of them are doing well. Like the women are having their babies, antenatal care is going on, immunization is going on. Mm. I mean, it's such, it's such an amazing, fulfilling you know, project, yeah. So, yeah, aside that, I mentioned that we now, so when we've ensured that you've had your safe, your baby safely, yeah. we now educate you on the best practices for newborn care. So we mm. teach mothers about breastfeeding. We teach them about hygiene. We teach them about caring for your baby's umbilical cord, you know, which can get infected and lead to, you know, preventable death. So we mm. make sure that you know how to care for your baby's umbilical cord, that you're, you know, creating a hygienic environment yeah. for your baby, your breastfeeding, right? Protecting mm. your baby through breast milk. So mm. we educate mothers on all those practices. And so far we've educated over 3,500 mothers in various oh, wow. communities mm. out here, yeah. Uh, so something else we do, we, we empower them with the resources that they need to. So we're not just educating you, but we're also giving you what you can use mm. to care for your baby. So we have a new natal care pack, right? Yeah. So we have a new natal care packs containing okay. uh, essential items for newborn care. So we put in diapers, we put in wipes, we put in clohexidine mm. gel, which is for the umbilical cord. Mm. We put in soap, we put in sponge, we put in um, petroleum jelly, cutting boards, you know, and we hand it over to these mothers, you okay. know, especially, I like to do it when they're pregnant so that you already have it by the time your baby yes. is coming. Yes. So, yeah, so we give those things to expectant mothers and also newborn mothers with um, babies within zero to six weeks. Okay. Yeah, so... So those are some of the things we do, yeah, educating them, equipping them with the skills, the resources, the knowledge, and providing healthcare centers, yeah. Okay, that's a really good contribution yeah. for our society, especially in Nigeria, I mean, the one we're living in. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> the one we're living in. <laughs> okay. I know. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's talk about... Um, the future of newborns in Nigeria. What do you think yeah. is the future of newborns in the Nigerian society? So with the way we are going, right? Mm. <laughs> we need to do like so much more, so much more. I know. To give newborns the opportunity to survive and thrive. Mm. Like we need to do so much more. We need more. We need more political will, right? Yes. Because it's not like we don't have these things. 
right? It's not like mm. we can't do them. It's not like we can't provide healthcare centers, but we need the political way. We need our leaders to actually intentionally decide to do these things. Because if we don't do, in the end, we are, we are hurting the society. Because mm. um, losing all these babies, right? Mm. At, at the newborn stage is hurting the human and, capital and social capital of the country. I like to, to break it down like this. Um, let's say, uh, let's talk about Nelson Mandela, right? Okay. You, 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 you can see all of the things that Nelson Mandela did and contributed to Africa. Yes. Now imagine that he died when he was a baby. Mm. So we wouldn't have experienced all that we all, all that we he had, he had done for, yes. for Africa, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So exactly. So imagine that we lost the um, should we say Barack Obama, right? Mm. Even as he's the first African that became a, um, a U.S. president, and um, some of the initiatives he has put in place for young African leaders, right? Mm. Imagine that we lost him as a baby. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. Like we need to preserve these lives because. Because we don't know what inventions they carry, what initiatives yes. they carry. Yes. You don't know who is the next Zuckerberg that is going to be the social True. media warrior. Mm. You, know, you don't know who is um, the next uh, Mandela that is going to save the Africans. <laughs> yes. So, so by, by not, not saving their lives, we're hurting our own human you know, capital. We're mm. the contributions that they can make the country to national development the impact mm. that they're going to have you know look at me as you mean I, I i didn't make it would i be helping these newborns right yes. mm. look at you assuming we lost you would you be doing this podcast mm. <laughs> so mm. you see we need to we need to do more yes. to save this newborn life so i think um if we can have the political will to do these things um okay. it's like i said it's not like we don't have the solutions we're just not taking them to the people that need them i know mm. that one thing i do as my organization is that i love to go to like the rural hard to reach communities like okay. it's not hard to reach i don't really get i don't really get fulfillment from it right mm. i want it to be a hard to reach community i want it to, i want to be sure that we are reaching the the hopeless of the hopeless. Those that you know, truly need it, yeah. right? Mm. Those exactly those that truly need it, right? Mm. So once we are able to reach those places and provide this access to, because they are, they are no less Nigerians than we are. Yes. They are just as Nigerian as all of us. Mm. Yeah, so mm. we just have to, to, to realize that. And they also have potentials. They also have gifts. They also have unique abilities. They also mm. deserve to, you know, to fulfill their potential. So if we can make these resources available to them, it's not like we don't have to them. They are underserved, just like on, when you say underserved, they are mm. truly underserved. So it's, um, if we can just have that political will and, you know, um, coming together in the health sector to do all that we can to ensure that newborns survive and thrive. So it's a long way, yeah? It's a long way, um, the future of newborns, but um, we're not giving up. We're not giving up. Uh, we'll just continue to do what we can. Um, NGOs and, you know, CSOs, if we can just come together to keep you know, um, drawing the, the government's attention to these issues, um, mm. hopefully, uh, and then doing what we can too, as again, because um, as for me and as for Tribune of Initiative, we haven't really depended so much on government funding, 
right? We've just done what we can do um, with individuals and international organizations that are willing to work with us and the well-meaning individuals. So yeah, so organizations doing what they can, you know, to also contribute to this. Ah, uh, we're getting there, yeah. Okay. What else do you think needs to be done? Aside the uh, NGOs and uh, trying to call for government attention, what do you think are some of the things that needs to be put in place so that the newborns in Nigeria can have a better future? They, they, they are sure that uh, even if they are not aware of their surroundings, they are not aware of what is going on, but there's this assurance that when they are born, they are in good care, they are in good hands, they are in a society that can help them, raise them, make sure they fulfill destiny, put them in the right path. What do you think are some of the things that we need to do, especially government bodies and uh, people that we truly look up to in our Nigerian society? What are those things you think they should put in place to ensure the safety of newborns in Nigeria? So yeah, I think um, majorly is the healthcare centers, right? Mm -hmm. um, providing these healthcare centers in underserved communities. Yeah, we need to have, you know, like when I discovered uh, in 2014, right, that there are communities without healthcare centers, I was mm. shook, <laughs> if I can say shook. <laughs> I <laughs> Like know. I use that word, like yeah. I just couldn't believe it. You understand? Like mm. they don't have a hospital, like they don't have, they don't have, they don't, as in they don't have in this right? day and so, time like, it's, it's odd it's i mean it's it's unacceptable it's yes. unacceptable mm. like we need to provide these structures we need to provide these facilities right in these communities every woman deserves it's her right to have health care yes for her delivery for her baby's delivery yes it's her right mm. every woman deserves even the unborn baby deserves to be delivered by a health a skilled health care worker, worker. Mm. right you deserve it yeah every child deserves that so it, it's it's it, the onus is on our government on the leaders too mm. so yeah so let's um let our leaders become responsible mm. to providing these facilities let them see the need for it like mm. it's, it's, the onus is on them to start to see that this is a need that can that if if um addressed if solved can potentially um move the country further can potentially contribute to national development right yes, so yes. let's pay attention let let the leaders start to pay attention to providing these facilities this mm. access to healthcare and um, another thing is not just providing them but also making sure that they are equipped with the resources that these mm. healthcare workers need mm. so it's one thing to have a clinic another thing for the clinic to have what's what is needed right yeah what so it that takes. A, a, mm. a pregnant woman comes in and they actually have exactly they have what they need mm. to use to to help them so i can have i can know what to do but if i don't have the resources then i can't help you mm. right so yeah. we, we need to make sure also that these these um healthcare facilities are efficiently equipped you know to save these newborn lives right Mm -hmm. um the drugs the equipment you know the labor world um everything everything that you know in, is needed also we still we also need to train health workers too right mm -hmm. so make sure that we have skilled health workers in these facilities yeah the government becoming you know more responsible mm -hmm. uh, making sure that we're not just providing facilities 
that are empty, but mm. facilities that are adequately equipped, right? Mm, yeah. Resources that the health workers <laughs> save this life. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> making sure that they have it, right? I know I've heard of cases where a, a pregnant woman came in at night, there was no light, so they were looking at themselves. You know, I know, how you, I know. You help a woman I know. That. <laughs> <laughs> so all of those, all mm. of those contributes. You know, there is there electricity? Do they mm. have resources? Do they have um the equipment that they need? Right. So yes. yeah. So uh, also ensuring that the health workers are trained as well. Mm. Right. So um you don't just have, especially in those communities, they can just send people there who are not really skilled and equipped. So I mm. that, that's one of the things we're looking at doing too training health workers on essential newborn care skills. Mm. So, so just, yeah, ensuring that they're adequately trained. So yeah, if, if they can do these um, three things, provide the facility, ensure that it is equipped, and also ensure that we have skilled health workers, then we would you know make significant progress in saving newborn lives. Okay. Yeah. So I want to ask you, how was it like for you and the initiative during the lockdown of last year <laughs> i mean it was it was painful <laughs> should i say it was painful because mm. um like i said we we would rather go to very hard to reach communities right mm. we'd rather take it to the underserved communities but with the lockdown the restriction in movement we couldn't assess these mothers. We couldn't reach them. So um, we still we still um, were able to innovate, right? We moved um, some of our activities online, uh, but now we were serving more of the urban mothers now. So who also need this training too, right? Training on newborn mm -hmm. care, specifically all that. So we moved the activities online. We were doing um, Instagram live sessions um our world breastfeeding week which we usually um commemorate by going to these communities we had to do an mm -hmm. online webinar uh for world breastfeeding week yes so it was online we educated uh, mothers we launched a book on breastfeeding mastering the act of breastfeeding okay uh, so we, we were we just moved uh, our activities online we moved everything online uh so it was um last year december that we launched out again and um, mm. we're able to travel to go to yeah we're able to now um move around and go meet these women so yeah we had to you know move our activities online okay i wanted to ask just before you mentioned that you had to travel in december to meet these women because most times we know that these women cannot participate online because they don't have the access to come online yeah. so yeah so is there yeah. any plan in yeah. place considering the second wave of uh covid right now is there a plan in place to reach out to them mm -hmm. this january or february that would help them keep safe for the preg pregnant ones and the ones that have their babies already any plan in place for that yes uh, in december we also um did something sensitizing them to on best practice you know how to protect your baby in times like this with um, um in a pandemic you know what are the specific things that you can do to ensure that you and your baby are safe so um we did that sensitization we're also looking at doing one towards the end of january 
again if um, we are permitted or if the lockdown permits right to go to those you know underserved communities yeah to to just start to sensitize them on how you can keep your you yourself and your baby safe ah uh, but if um with the lockdown it doesn't permit us it's it's quite unfortunate because these are women in underserved communities so basically how you can reach them is going there and talking to them yeah so uh we'll continue to, we'll, we'll, we'll do that if it permits otherwise we'll just wait just like we waited it out and went to reach the, meet them in december yeah so but we're also looking at um producing IEC materials. So these are mm -hmm. handbooks, right, that we can give out to them yeah. um, that have all these best practices explained. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're working on uh, in the in the first quarter of this year. So yeah, um, just uh, um, um, developing materials, right, that we will give to these women to ensure that they can still, without us being there, Mm. They still have access to this information that they need, right? So, yes, so we're developing both the materials that will be in healthcare centers. You know how in primary healthcare centers you have this um, um, wall pastings yeah. and um, pull-up banners mm. um, that have all this information. Yes, yeah, mm. so that's, those, those are what we call, what we call uh, IEC information and education. Yeah. Uh, information education and communication materials so yes. we provide these things and to as many primary health care centers as we can mm. yes so that they are seeing it so even though we're not there but mm. information is in their faces so uh you are also the founder of thriving moms hub and uh thriving up network would you mind telling us what this mm -hmm. tool is about yeah <laughs> so it's still you know like what i said at first that you know every every experience that you've had um that's mm. something in you every yeah. experience, every um, every challenge you've gone through and come out of kind of sparks a passion in you to want to help others too so mm. with the thriving moms hub um it was something i saw in society where you have very ambitious young women you know very driven you know visionated passionate active women, yeah. you know and then they get married and boom, you don't hear about them anymore, <laughs> right? You get married, what's happening? <laughs> you're like, ah, what, what's happening? Uh, you're, 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 I'm, oh, I'm pregnant. Okay, you're pregnant. You know, they have the first baby and you don't hear about them anymore. Not, mm. you know, the, the drive just kind of goes like, I'm like, no, you know, like, no great moms we can be great wives and we can still be great individuals you yeah. can still pursue your dreams pursue your aspirations mm -hmm. and, um, pursue your vision as an individual right yeah. while being a, a, a mom it doesn't have mm -hmm. to stop you it doesn't have to stop you at all so it was it was, an, it was something that for me I refused to, you know, even though I was very young when I got married and mm -hmm. I had my my daughter. But even with all that, I refused to um, be out there like I am now. But my, I kept the vision alive, right? I kept reading. I kept reading. So I kept empowering myself with information until mm -hmm. I was ready to do, until my baby was old enough, right? And then I could mm -hmm. now do. So it's what I'm trying to, it's the, it's the message I'm trying to pass to 
five months of like you don't have to stop even if you can't do you know because you have a baby nurse your baby and also nurse your vision yeah. Lost your ideas while you're nursing your stuff, right? So that's that's the message with the Thriving Moms Hub. You shouldn't marriage shouldn't stop you. Mm. Marriage and having babies should not stop, stop you. you. Yeah. yeah. In, instead, it should even it should even um um expose your strengths. It should mm. even um begin to reveal your strengths to you to okay. enable you make a difference and make an impact in society. So that's the uh, message that Thriving Moms Hub. You can be an excellent mom uh, an amazing wife and an amazing you as an individual yeah. yeah so it was out of my own experience to be a young mom being a young wife and still being out there right mm. when we did our first project uh, my baby was um less than one or one around one year old okay. you know, when, when we we commissioned the first healthcare center mm. and i was 22 23 23 mm. at the time so it's just from also from my personal experience so that's the thing our, our experiences are, are, are gold mines you can actually mm, learn a lot with your yeah, experience yeah. yeah so there's a whole lot hidden in the experiences yeah your experiences are not ordinary you for what is ahead right mm. they, they have, there's a whole lot of message in it so that's for the thriving moms hub thriving up network is also me um teaching what i've learned in running a thriving ngo right mm. so that's um that's like my channel to okay. teach other passionate ch- change makers like myself you know how to go from passion to impact and what i've learned on my journey from being passionate to actually now mm. making a difference out of my passion right so how to start um a thriving ngo and all of the things that are involved in running NGOs from designing programs to grant writing accessing grants you know um networking efficient networking so all those things um design design thinking right all those mm-hmm. things involved in running and sustaining an NGO so um thriving network is like my social impact hub a channel for educating you know, passionate change makers like myself. Yeah. Mm, okay. Okay. That's what it's about. Okay. So what are some of the challenges you've had so far, especially with the Thriving Up initiative? Okay. So, <laughs> I mean, there'll always be challenges, right? Um, especially in assessing some of these communities, you know, yeah. they are hard to reach, they are mm. remote, most of them are no roads, yeah so most times we do one hour on a bike like one hour on the bike mm. trying to get to the communities so yeah there's the issue of accessing these communities i think that's one um challenge that we've experienced you know when you when you've gone the first time and you, you have to make another trip and you're thinking oh my god mm. <laughs> bad rules the so, time <laughs> i just you know, i just think you know but, so you just have to psychologically prepare yourself to go mm. on the trip yeah mm. so, yeah um, the challenge with, with the access um uh we've been we've been blessed um we've been really blessed to have some financially um to some extent i mean mm. worked with a major construction company that you know provided all the money about 7.5 million naira right oh, they just okay. um took over the project did it and and still had our name on it right mm. same thing with the second one 
you know, that was done by the U.S. embassy. So, mm. I mean, um, we, we've, we've worked with, we've worked with um, reputable organizations that have supported us. Yeah. Okay. We, there's always, I mean, we can always do more if mm. we had access to more funding. We can always do more. more so, yeah. um, there's, there's that um, need for funding. So if we had funding, we'd, we can reach more women, do more for the women, you know, um, yeah. expand our, our activities, even into more hard to reach communities. So, I mean, we can we can do um, build 10 more healthcare centers, you know, yes. so it's just the funding. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's that issue, you know, funding. I think these are like the two major things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just the, the accessing those communities and um, funding. So any future project we should be expecting from the Thriving Up initiative? So you have your beneficiaries before you, the more you're thinking of how to meet their needs and how to solve their problems. Yes. Yeah, so any future project we should be expecting from the Thriving Up initiative? We're constantly thinking of ways to meet the needs of um, um, underserved mothers. We're constantly thinking of ways to save newborn lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, the publication of these materials, right, with yeah. all of this information, you know, to make make it available them in those underserved communities. We have a project has right different do a J do a training for um Buari, um local government areas in Abuja here. So basically making sure that these health workers have essential newborn care skills. So these two major projects are what we're looking at um in the near future. Okay. Just before we go our signature questions. First, okay. we would like you to tell us if there is any question you were expecting me to ask you that I did not ask. Any? <laughs> no question. Okay, the last question, not the second to the last, the last question. Okay. In relation to being an advocate for mothers and newborns, what does freedom mm -hmm. mean to you? Yeah, freedom is um freedom means to me the the ability to let children express themselves there's this quote that says children are, are not things to be molded but people to be unfolded okay. right children are not things to be molded but people to be unfolded so mm. you are not molding them as parents mm. but you are letting them unfold express mm. their unique gifts, express mm. their abilities, express their potentials. Mm. And then as they express these things, you're now guiding them, right? Mm. All you do is guide them, you know, teach them as they express these things. So I think freedom is letting children express them, themselves. You take your cue from them. Once mm. you notice, oh, she does this so well, or she, she does this so well, she's skilled in this, then you start to um, train her in that thing. You understand? So it's not yeah. you trying to show, um, put her in a particular field or trying to point them in a, in a particular direction. Mm. It's you seeing the direction that they are going and then helping pruning them in that direction. Mm. In that direction. Yes. Yeah. So it's um, freedom for me is giving, letting children express themselves. Don't be quick to beat 
can, you know, help the child develop. You mm. see that there's, he's skilled in arts, he's skilled in crafts, right? But if you're quick to beat and you're quick to punish and you're quick to shut them up, nah. So it's just freedom is I'm letting children express themselves. So okay. it's in letting them express themselves that you begin to see, you know, what directions you can then um, point them to. Yes, my people, you've heard it all from our guests for today. The future of the newborns in the Nigerian society, the driving of initiative, how it started, her personal experience, and why she chose this path, and all of the things she shared with us. I just couldn't help but say, wow, this is really a good way to contribute to the society of today, making sure that the newborns are safe and helping them to fulfill destiny. That is such a good one. All right, the episode does not end here. You can join the conversation online by using the hashtag on Twitter or on Instagram, hashtag SheTableTalk. You can follow us on Instagram at SheTableTalkPodcast. On Twitter, we are at SheTableTalk. You can send us a mail right there from our show notes, or you can send us a voice note right there from our show notes. All right, thank you again for joining me on today's episode. Goodbye, and see you on the next episode.